Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I'm Steve Kenyon. Thank you for joining us. We've got a lot to get to. We'll take a look back to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, Fort Worth, Texas. The Rodeo in Rapid City, South Dakota, came to an end over the weekend. The Rodeo in San Antonio celebrates its 75th anniversary starting this week, running all the way through February the 25th. Got a couple of really interesting feature interviews for you, two of them this week. Uh, Cody Ohl joins us. He's in the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. He's one of the coaches that has been selected for Kid Rock's Rock and Roll Rodeo that will take place along with the PBR World Finals in Texas May the 17th. We'll talk to Cody about that. And you'll hear from bareback rider Cade Sonnier. He did really well in San Antonio last year, finished fourth, finished second in Fort Worth, finished third in the world standings at the conclusion of his first NFR. Cade's a great interview. We'll talk to him coming up in just a couple of minutes. There are a couple of things I want you to know about. Um, we are giving away from the 8 Seconds Media Store a group of $100 gift certificates. The first drawing will take place on February the 23rd. All you need to do is go to the 8 Seconds Media Facebook page and subscribe to our newsletter. And uh, you'll find the details on the newsletter link at 8secondsmedia.com. And we'll have a drawing once a month um, and give away those $100 gift certificates to the 8 Seconds Media store. While you're at it, please subscribe to our podcast, like and subscribe our shows. Uh, We've been putting out a lot of content in conjunction with our partners at Next Gen Rodeo Media. We've got Western Sports recaps, the video of a bunch of the interviews that we do that you can also find on our YouTube link uh, that you can find at 8 Seconds Media. Media.com. We're putting out a lot of stuff right now, and we hope that you will like it, subscribe, and uh, join us every week, both for the Legends of the Hall podcast. This week's guest is the great Billy Etbauer, and here, of course, on the Steve Kenyon Podcast, we're sponsored by Wrangler, Long Live Cowboys, by the Justin Boot Company. Thank you to Resist All, to Prefer, number one in Ranch and Rodeo. I got a big box the other day from my friends at M2 Ranch Jerky. They sent me a bunch of jerky that includes uh, the six different seasonings they offer, the four different flavors, uh, uh, the four different species, I guess is the best way to put it, beef, elk, venison, and buffalo. Um, I really enjoyed the elk teriyaki. You'll have a chance to buy M2 Ranch Jerky coming up soon, um, and we will tell you more about it as time goes by. Unbeatable Feeds. Unbeatable Feeds is online at unbeatablefeeds.com, and that forage-only feed from Unbeatable Feeds is taking off, and a lot of people are reporting great success. Our horses love it. I hope you'll check them out at unbeatablefeeds.com. Click on the dealer locator. You'll find a dealer near you. Rodeo in Fort Worth, Texas came to an end over the weekend. Barrel racer Sarah Winkleman from Minnesota was crowned the champion riding a horse she calls Rory. Sarah's second in the WPRA's world standings right now, $27,000 for the year. All of it from the rodeo in Fort Worth. A year ago, she didn't get into rodeos like Fort Worth and San Antonio. This year, she's gotten into all of them, and she talked to us about winning Fort Worth, the biggest win of her career so far. Yeah, I was thinking a bit about that, and I agree that it, yeah, it it ranks right up there. Tell me before we talk about that, I got to ask you about your background. I mean, you're all set up like a like a like you're the one that ought to be doing the podcast here. Tell me about where you're at and how you got that uh, beautiful site in the background there. Yeah, I'm here at Olson Equine, and when Lee found out that we were doing a meeting with you, he said, "Well, we've got to do it the right way." And so he has me 
sit up here in his little recording studio. Huh. Wow. Uh, Lee's got a cool recording studio. I like your I like your backdrop better and I like my backdrop to be honest. So, uh that's a, that's a beautiful picture. Sarah, let's talk about um your trip to Fort Worth this year. Take me to the semifinals, the fastest run of the rodeo, a 1626. What was that night like? That was hard to put to words. It was a very exciting run. It just, everything came together just right. I knew that I had to send him a little harder than we went in our first couple of rounds. And my horse, Rory, he really showed up for me. And then in the finals of 1640, um, you know, that, again, one of the fastest times in the rodeo. Um, where were you on the ground? Did you kind of know what you needed to do? How did you handle that, that uh, championship round night? Championship round, I was first out. So again, I just had to go for it as I did the night before. And again, like you said, he had another great run, one of the fastest runs of the entire rodeo. I wasn't sure it was going to be enough, you know, since I had run uh, 26 the night before and there was some just behind me. Um, but it turned out to be just what we needed. Well, in the night before your 26, uh, there was a 29 uh, run. I mean, it, it it had been fast, I think, toward the tail end of that rodeo. They did. It looked to me like they did a good job on the ground the whole rodeo. I thought so, too. Yep. Um, Sarah, tell me about your horse, Rory. Well, he's nine this year. He is a horse that I've raised from a baby. I just all my heart's completely connected with him. He's my best friend. And, um, so yeah, raised him, trained him. He had a standout fraternity career. We tried our hand at the rodeos and that was kind of a seamless transition. And he's just kept on excelling. Did uh, two questions about him. Did you futurity him and what are his bloodlines? What's his breeding like? I did futurity him as a five-year-old horse. Uh, his sire is streaking to fame, and he's out of a barrel racing mare that I had who was, a, who was by Perks Alive yeah. and check the charts. Um, you just missed going to the national finals last year. You were in the top 15 a lot of the year, just missed that spot at the tail end of the rodeo season. Obviously, you just gave your hopes for 2024 a huge jump uh, jump start. I looked at the WPRA's website right before this interview, and you were second in the world standings. Um, what's it going to take to get over the top? Obviously, winning rodeos like Fort Worth is a big kick. That's true. Last year, I didn't have any of these opportunities. I wasn't invited to any of the building rodeos aside from Rodeo Austin. Hmm. And I didn't get anything done at Rodeo Austin. Uh, so I just fought it out all summer the hard way. Sarah Winkleman finished the year last year 16th in the WPRA's world standings. Won over $91,000. Just missed their first Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Number two right now, Damian Brennan from Australia won the bronc riding at the rodeo in Fort Worth. Brennan made a 91.5-point ride on a great horse. Sammy Andrews, James Andrews, all or nothing. Bronc riders love that horse. Yeah, that's a great horse of Sammy's. It uh, bails out of there and jumps and kicks and gives you plenty of time to set your feet. And, yeah, every, like you said, every time you have that horse drawn, whoever has it, you got a pretty good shot at winning the rodeo. What is it about that horse, Damien? Why, why is that horse responsible for so many big scores? 
he doesn't he doesn't travel far i think is a big thing and he stays nice and close to the buck and shoots and jumps really high in the air and kicks really hard and um and makes our job as a cowboy we can really show off and uh let the judges you know judge we can show off and make a good spur ride on a horse that does that and it allows allows us to uh get you know our spur ride marked quite a few points yeah uh San Antonio next. You got on another great horse in the short round in San Antonio last year, uh, horse of the year named Womanizer from the surveys. But you had good success in San Antonio. Was last year your first trip to San Antonio? Or had you no, gotten in there was, before? That was my second. Your second? I was there uh, my rookie year as well. Yeah. Tell me about San Antonio from a contestant standpoint. Yeah, it's another great rodeo. It's kind of similar to Fort Worth. Um, you have them brackets and then uh, there's good money to be won there. And same deal, you're getting on the best bucking horses in the world there and riding against the best cowboys. And um, yeah, there's a lot of money to be won there. You can find our complete interviews with both Sarah Winkleman and Damian Brennan, along with several of the other interviews we've done this week on our 8 Seconds Media YouTube channel. Uh, Damian Brennan, who qualified for his first NFR last year, won a couple of go-rounds. Remember, it was Aussie night twice. If Brennan won a round, so did Kai Hamilton at the NFR last December, uh, the champion of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. A couple other highlights from Fort Worth. Shad Mayfield's won almost $70,000 after his win in Fort Worth. Mayfield, if you read the article on ProRodeo.com, battling some hip issues and still found himself winning Fort Worth and has a big lead right now in the PRCA's world standings. Congratulations to bareback rider Rocker Steiner. Steiner won first every time he put his rigging on a horse at the rodeo in Fort Worth. He got on four. He won first every go-round, 92.5 in the championship round. His second straight Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo title. Breakaway roper Danielle Lohman, a big winner in Fort Worth. She set an arena record with a 1-6, came back with a 1-8 in the championship round. All the results at ProRodeo.com. Rodeo Rapid City, the PRCA's five-time and reigning large indoor rodeo of the year. The champions included Leighton Berry from Texas in the bareback riding, 88.5. Alan Bohr from Utah, 86.5 in the bronc riding. 20-year-old Jackson Ward was 87 to win the bull riding world champion. Monty Lewis won the tie-down roping with a time of 8.4. Those are some of the champions from the rodeo in Rapid City. Lake Charles, Louisiana, the Southwest District Fat Stock Show and Rodeo. Kate Saunier made an 89-point ride on a Brookman horse called Lonesome Smile, won the rodeo. And uh, Saunier right now 22nd in the PRCA's world standings after a great first trip to the National Finals Rodeo. Here's part of what Kate Saunier had to say about that win in Lake Charles. Yeah, I'd actually gotten on that horse in Lafayette at the hometown. I guess I get two hometown rodeos. I went to school in Lake Charles, and I'm from Lafayette. So uh, they might have given me a couple hometown points. But, no, that horse is – I mean, it's a great little horse. Uh, 409, Lonesome Smile of Brookman's. I mean, every guy that gets to get on it has an opportunity to be in the high 80s and get to have a pile of fun. And um, she's pretty honest and does just about the same thing every time. And, I mean, it's one of those that – when you see your name next to it, you're not 100% sure that you're going to uh, win first every time just because it depends on what rodeo you're at, but you know you're dang sure going to have a ton of fun. Kate, I went back and looked at the at the stock score. The judges marked the horse 42 out of 50, which is a good marking, but it was an 89-point ride. So that means the rest of the points came from you. That's My math isn't very good, but that's a 47-point spur ride. You must have done something right. Yeah, I think I might have had her number from being on her the first time. Uh, the first time I got on her, 
which was only two weeks ago in Lafayette, yeah. but uh, I was 86, and um, man, as that horse bucks, the more the more trips she has, the better she gets, and the more honest she gets, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those that you really get to show off, and I was able to click my spurs off my rigging handle, and get them set way before she was even kicking or hitting the ground. And I mean, it's one of those, you really just get to show out and feel like you're a macho man. Cause you feel like you're doing something <laughs> super cool, you know, that's bareback rider Kane Sonnier from Louisiana, trying to get to his second straight Wrangler national finals rodeo. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back world champion, six times pro rodeo hall of fame inductee. And now one of the coaches at kid rocks, rock and rodeo. Cody Ole joins us to tell us all about what the PBR and Kid Rock have planned at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas on May the 17th. That's on the way. Thanks for joining us. This is the Steve Kenyon Podcast. M2 Ranch Jerky is coming soon. True traditional cowboy jerky. Less sugar, more meat, more flavor. M2 Ranch is a family-run business headquartered in southern Idaho. We are proud of our western roots. We've got beef and buffalo, elk and venison in six exceptional flavors. And the best news is M2 Ranch jerky is just about here. Less sugar, more meat, more flavor. Coming this spring, M2 Ranch. Hey, y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And if I'm going to enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. Ranch jerky, true to the cowboy way. New styles join our time-tested Justin Bent Rail collection. Like the rugged men and women who wear them, these boots stand for quality, integrity, tradition, and hard work. Straight from our legendary El Paso factory, our expert bootmakers build these boots with features that would make even the earliest cowboys proud. Outfit yourself today with a Bent Rail Collection by Justin. Professional bull riders held their second major event of the year over the weekend. It was in Sacramento, California. 19-year-old Leonardo Castro Ferreto rode all four of his bulls, ended up winning the event, his first Unleash the Beast title. Because it was a major, the money was big. The points were doubled, 220 points. He jumped from 47th to 10th in the PBR's world standings, won $119,000, almost $120,000. Congratulations to the 19-year-old from Brazil, Leonardo Castro Ferreira. You will be hearing more about him. May the 17th, just prior to the PBR's World Finals in Fort Worth, Texas, at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, there is a big event planned. It is the first ever Kid Rock's Rockin' Rodeo. Kid Rock took to social media to tell us about it. Hey, 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 PBR fans. Kid Rock's Rockin' Rodeo is coming to AT&T Stadium May 17th in conjunction with the PBR World Finals. It's rodeo reimagined in a team format, head-to-head competition, and a full concert from yours truly. This rodeo is going to be 100% pure American badass. Go to PBR.com for more info. And we hope to see you down in Texas, May 17th, for the first Kid Rock's 
Rock and Rodeo. That's courtesy of the PBR's Facebook page. We shared it on our 8 Seconds Media Facebook page. It's a team concept. There are six teams, a million dollars plus on the line for the champions, six coaches of those six teams. There will be a draft later on this month to put the teams together. The six coaches are a bunch of world champions in rodeo. Sid Steiner, Fred Whitfield, Bobby Moat, Charmaine James. Kid Rock's actually one of them. Cody Ohl, who, uh, of course, was a world champion six times and Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame inductee, won over 50 go-rounds at the National Finals Rodeo. We caught up with Cody Ohl to tell us all about Kid Rock's Rockin' Rodeo. Told you about this thing. Uh, you know, I was all in for sure because it's just, you know, I coach every day you know, in private lessons here at the house. And it's just something I'm, I'm obsessed with. You know, I, I study it, I break it down, you know, the Cowboy Channel makes it easy for me. You know, they show great runs on TV and then, you know, then come back and slow-mo it. And then, you know, I'll video it and slow-mo it. So it's something I'm, I'm really obsessed with. And so, uh, you know, I think I got a lot to offer and, uh, you know, and, and share some of my insight when, when it's crunch time, you know, with, with other competitors nowadays that are that are trying to get to the mark that i got to yeah so let me ask you about how does this work cody what what is the the process between now and may the 17th for you guys to figure out who your teams are do you have a draft how does this all work it's all draft it's going to be on the 27th uh well well i don't think we're going to make a big announcement after that draft because we all have to fly to to Nashville and uh, we'll make the big announcement there because it'll all be televised and, and at Kid Rock's bar there. But on the 27th, we get to draft our team. So right now we're really just, you know, crunching and seeing what, who and what we can, you know, have on our team. And, and you can't really make a big game plan because you don't know who's going to pick, you know, in what positions yet. You don't know who's got what game plan or who they can, can't live without, you know, on their team. And so, it's it's really just you know just like this I'm watching NFRs you know and then trying to get me a team put together I'm watching these rodeos and who's hot right now and and what horses they're competing on you know everybody's going to be going in the same arena at the same time so you you've got to be you know watching these horses and what scores the best and it's going to be on the red light yellow light green light go system you know the Christmas tree deal and so it's going to be a lot of variables and a horse is going to play a big role in it. I have I remember years ago. I don't want to say that I was a kid, but I mean it's been 30 years or more it seems like to me watching a team rodeo format where they they run you you know more about this than I do I think Cody where they like have two calf ropers back in at the same time and red light green light go and is that kind of the way it's going to be at, at this rodeo? That's, that's exactly how it's going to be all the timed events. So the, the barrel racers will be coming out of like two head boxes uh, and you know that you'll have a gate man. And then we're not having all the kinks worked out yet. We have another call today, but we're actually going to set the arena up there at, at Prefort and uh, you know, the college kids, there are going to go through this and, you know, we'll hash out, you know, what needs to be changed and what needs to be better and what, you know, keeps everything safer. But yes, it's all the timed events are going to be on the Christmas tree deal effect. And then, so, you know, it's going to make a big, huge difference to guys that have horses that'll stand there and, and give them the opportunity to, you know, to drop the hammer when it's time instead of, you know, the steer being perfect or, you know, riding up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was going to say that, how does that affect horses? How does that affect a tie down roping horse to have another tie down roper, 
you know, at work off to your left or off to your right at the same time? You know, I, only ones that I've been a part of, it hasn't been that bad, but you take a horse that you, you know, you think that's been the bomb proof his whole career, you know, but you know, with all that stuff going on besides, there's always variables, you know, there's always a chance of a horse spooking or, you know, there's no, you know, the 100% you can count on this guy and this horse on this run. Well, maybe not with all the variables that, you know, go on. And then, you know, two barrel horses running in the same arena and uh, two steer wrestlers going at the same time. There's yeah. a lot of variables that are going to, you know, take place in this. And and uh, it's, it, it's going to be something new. It's going to be, you know, a lot of people feel like you kind of left in the dark just a little bit. But anything the PBR does is first class. It's It's never like. Oh man, that didn't work. You know, they're they're working on this thing like crazy, and and then taking all our feedback and and to make it you know the best event it can possibly be. The coaches are Kid Rock, Charmaine James, Cody Ole, Bobby Moat, Trevor Brazil, Sid Steiner, and Fred Whitfield. You and Fred have been known to trash talk a little bit from time to time. Will there be <laughs> a little? Uh, and I mean, I don't know. I. I bet you Sid Steiner can probably tell you guys what's what if he needs to. Uh, what's what's uh, what's that going to be like? Oh, uh, it's going to be fun, you know. Like I know him, and he knows me, just like the back of our hand, you know. So it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's just more fun for me to to have fun with him and and share what we learned. I mean, in the same rig together, you know, what I've pushed him to be the best at, or wish, you know, vice versa. It's going to be. He's going to know some of my scenarios and I'm going to know some of his, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're friends and it's going to be, it's going to be cool to, to share what we have in our tank and uh, you know, what got us to the, to the very top. Yeah. Uh, Cody all is joining us and uh, such a, such a great career inductee into the pro rodeo hall of fame, won the all around in 2001 tie down roping world titles, mm-hmm. 97, 98, 2001, 2003, 2006. Um, just a phenomenal career. Um, everybody, I mentioned your name, Cody, and I'll bet you a lot of people remember oh. that that tenth go round where you tore your knee up and hurt your leg. What I forget exactly what happened, but literally crawled to a calf and tied it. Um, think back on on all the ups and downs and the highs and lows that you had in your career, and and uh, I mean, what do you think now as you look back on it? You know, it, it's that, that's the run that always gets brought up. It's always the run that, you know, people remember or, you know, high which school coaches. Which is interesting because you made so many super fast runs, but that's the one that sticks out in so many people's minds. That's sure. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, just for instance, winning 52 go-arounds, you know, in Las Vegas yeah. against the greatest guys in the world, the, the first thing that's ever brought up is is the run where I blew my knee completely out and, and, and knew I needed to get a time to stay in the hunt, for, you know, after having such a great year for the all around and the calf roping and uh, you know, as great as that run was and, and cool as it was to pull that off, you know, that's, it's kind of a, it's kind of knife in my side because it's kind of the, it's kind of the night that kind of tarnished my career as well. You know, it's, it sidelined me for a year at the top of my, you know, at the very top of my game, you know, in the, in the best shape I was in and the most driven I was to keep this going and, you know, to, you know, become Trevor Brazil in 26 gold buckles. No, not, not even close and not even something I wanted to accomplish, but you know, I know there was three or four all around championships, maybe still left in the tank that I could have been right in there and, 
and and maybe got a couple more, you know, and then the the calf ropings that I you know slipped away from me right around that time frame, you know. So it's 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 something that that kind of bothers me still in life, but it's something that I know I could have accomplished. So it, it's easier to sleep with. Yeah, 1997. You and Fred went right down to the wire. You won it by five thousand um, dollars. That's that was. I've always thought. And you can tell me if you agree or disagree. I always thought that the tie-down roping, maybe more than any other event for for decades now, has been um, the event where we got the rivalries, where we got the matchups, where we got the head-to-head. Um, and Cody Olin, Fred Whitfield, was one of the best of the head-to-heads. I mean, to me, you know, the head-to-head with Fred was, I don't think there'll ever be anything that comes close to it. I mean, you know, that's, you're talking about two guys that rodeoed in the same rig together all year long, you know, go to Vegas a couple of times we went together, you know, like it's, you know, he knew what, what made me tick. I knew what made him tick. You know, I knew when he was going to step up to the plate and he knew when I was serious about stepping up to the plate, you know, so we fed off of each other's energy. You know, we tried to bring energy to the, to the sport that's been our whole life. You know, it's, it's what we gave 110% of us, you know, our whole life to get to the top. And then you put the best two guys at the time in the same rig and, 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 and have that, you know, there's no, there's no slumps. There's no up and downs. It's like, it's every day we're winning, you know, it's, it's something we carried into the finals. We carried into our match opens. We carried it into our everyday, you know, private lessons. It's, you know, it, it was just running through us, you know, nonstop. Cody, what are you doing today? I'm actually work for Jerry Nelson, uh, Frontier Rodeo Company, which is a nine-time PRCA Stock Contractor of the Year. Uh, we have a barn full of horses. We got about 15 head here right now, and Blake, my middle son, is here working for me. And uh, we're just training horses. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of big money out there to be won nowadays, and you know our goal is to to produce some of the top end breakaway horses, calf horses. You know, and if they don't make that, you know, it's it's on the team roping with them or, you know, whatever they fit. And so it's, uh, it's my full-time job and, uh, you know, I don't do anything else. It's, uh, we go at it hard every day here. And so, uh, it's, it's a huge blessing. You know, I, you know, I never thought I'd, you know, walk straight again. I never thought, you know, I'd ride a horse again. I never thought anything to do with a, what's been my whole life would be my life again. And, yeah. you know, he believed in me and, God believed in me and got my health back. And, uh, it's, uh, he's obsessed with it as much as he is the stock contracting business. And it it makes it just super fun to, to have a boss, you know, that, that believes in you and, and trust you with everything he's got. Jerry Nelson loves horses. Am I right in saying that? I don't care if it's bucking horses or rope horses. So it's, it doesn't matter what he's into. It doesn't matter who he's helping, supporting, you know, whatever he's in, it, he's all in. And so, it, you know, it makes it fun to to be on a level. If, if, if we need it to be better, we get it, you know. And so, you know, there's no, you know, there's no second guessing anything. Like if, if it if it needs to be better, we make it better. So it's, it's, it's unreal for my family right now. You know, it's, it's a job that, that I take and I cherish with everything I got daily. So, you know, these horses are our life now and, and uh, we enjoy it. Tell me, let me ask you about 
timed event horses, tie down roping horses, breakaway roping horses, um, team roping horses in particular. Um, I think the value of those animals is just skyrocketing. Skyrocketing, am I right? Breakaway roping, its explosion has made tie down roping horses much more valuable. The futurity system that's developing in the team roping, and I think in the tie down roping too, that's adding yes. value to these horses. Am I right in everything I just said? Yes, you are. And then, you know, with the incentive programs for these studs, you know, you're getting those guys that, that, that own these nice studs, you're getting their involvement as well. So it's making it, it's making it huge for everybody right now. And, and like I said, the prices are, are higher than they ever been. You know, the, the, the reject cutters, the reject rainers that we all like to kind of get our hands on, you know, they went from, you know, 10 or $12,000 to, you know, the better end of those, you know, it's still a gamble, but all the hard work's, you know, kind of out of the way. Those horses are costing anywhere from 25 to 50 grand before we even, you know, start them in the roping pen. So, um, you know, there's guys giving 200,000 for calf horses or, you know, half million for barrel horses. It's the market's crazy right now. And, you know, I, I honestly think a lot of this is, you know, yeah, the, the money's a lot better, but I think us not shutting down and, and doing all the things everybody else did during COVID, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's got everybody's eyes open that, you know, what rodeo is all about and it's got everybody involved. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Totally. Uh, Cody, you've been hard on your legs through your career. Uh, the, the, the incident that we talked about at the NFR and then two or three years ago, you had a real scare. Um, how are you feeling? Um, is everything good? Is everything healed up? I'm as healthy as I probably have, you know, other than a fake hip and, and the meniscus in my right knee, you know, it's still completely gone, but it doesn't give me any problems. You know, my hip is, my hip replacement was a game changer. You know, they was trying to tell me at the end of my career, I was needing to have back surgery and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, really it was just my hip was bad or going bad and was causing all that. You know, I ride, oh, eight or nine horses a day now and i get off and it's just like i got on off the first one of the day so huh. you know the, the blowing the meniscus it, it was a it changed my life you know i was i was at the time i wasn't in very good health i was making some poor decisions i wasn't dealing with you know being done with rodeo i wasn't done with the you know what's been my whole life what it, what's fed me what's you know what's supplied for my family and you know i gotten overweight and I, I was drinking a lot and you know it was you know it, it boils down it was god's way of of showing me that it can all be taken away just as fast as he blessed me with it you know and and so anyway i ended up blowing that meniscus in my right knee and then had it drained a couple of times and the second time i had it drained it was uh it was life-changing you know i didn't know my name two days later i you know i didn't know where i was at you know i spent the next three or four months laying flat on my back in the hospital fighting for my life. So it was just a, it was just a game changer. You know, it was a, it changed my life. It, it got me back on the right track. You know, he, he's blessed me with being at the top of the mountain over and over and over in my life. And then, you know, let me look at under the mountain for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and today I'm, I'm just blessed to still be alive, to be here with my family and, and just enjoy you know, all over again, what's been my whole life. And just, you know, it was, uh, it was all in his plans, you know, and, and, uh, he dang sure got my attention and, and here we are today. And, you know, getting back to what's been, you know, that's fed me and, and now it's, you know, getting a coach and be a part of something so great. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, uh, 
That's a testimony you can hear at any any cowboy church service any Sunday morning in any rodeo you go to. I don't know if you share it at your schools and your clinics and all that. I know you're doing some teaching too, right? Yeah, I do private lessons is all I've really got time for. I don't really load up and, you know, go put on big clinics anywhere. You know, I've got a I've got a great job here and I and I treat it above everything that I do. So, you know, I do private lessons because it doesn't get in my way because I can rope, you know, kind of with them and, and, you know, be riding my horses at the same time. And, you know, it, it also helps them to show, really demonstrate the way I, what I teach is, is the way I do it as well. We watched a young superstar named Riley Webb win a world title last December. Um, there is a, and I think you've had a few of them cross your path. A few of these kids, there are some really talented, there's some great veterans out there, the Shane Hanchies and guys like that of the world, but there are some young guns in this tie down roping business that I think are going to be making headlines for a long time. Sure. I mean, they, they've taken it by storm. I mean, they, they take it serious. They, you know, they, they get to every event they can get to, you know, that there's, I mean, like the NFR is, is really good watching, you know, the, you know, some of the, I got to be careful some of the comments I make because it's, you know, the t- times have changed, you know, the cattle are smaller, you know, that it's, it's what the people want to see, you know, it, they don't want to see the bigger, stronger, mushier calves. It gives more guys a chance to win nowadays. You know, the cattle are, are better. They're, they're smaller. They're, they're faster handling the, the kids can get by with, with, you know, not as much size as we had to get by with, you know, it's, hmm. uh, you know, like I, I made a post the other day that, you know, I didn't rodeo and professionally wasn't really on my agenda. wasn't on my plate when I graduated high school. You know, these guys are just waiting for that day now at 18 just to get their card bought. But, you know, it was a, it was a big boys event when I, when I got 18, it was, you know, calves were big, the horses were great. The, the guys were animals. I mean, it, it was a, it was a hard way to make a living. And so, I'm just proud that they get to rope at the kind of money they get to rope for now, you know, and I, and like I said, the, the talent is there and, and, uh, you know, it's those guys still doing it the way we did it. And it's, that's, what's the most meaningful part of it. Let me ask you two final questions and I'll let you get going. And I really appreciate your time. Um, reflect back. You mentioned horses. Um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer that's going to come to this question, but was there one greatest horse that you had a chance to ride? You rode a bunch of good ones. You know, I get, that's one of the, main questions I get asked, you know, and I, and you know, it's not, it's something that if I have that perfect course, I knew I was unbeatable. You know, it was, it was just that perfect match. And I, you know, I won five world championships and two of those were on the same horse, but the rest of them were, were a horse that, you know, some guys were, were done with, you know, that, that was, they thought were done. And I just took the way I do things and fixed a couple of them and, you know, bounced my way back with them and, and, they all had a special role that that year, you know, and to narrow it down, you know, it was, you know, Pearl was unbelievable, you know, you know, the, to not get a world championship on her, you know, and I got kind of robbed out of the one and, you know, in 2013, but, you know, she was just unreal. You know, she, she gave me everything she had day in, day out, the only one in the trailer. And, and that's kind of how it was my whole career. The, that horse that year was, was the only one that I rode. It didn't matter if it was a jackpot, a two for 10, two for 2000 or Cheyenne or, or Las Vegas. That's the horse I rode. And we had such a bond and such a combination together that, you know, it was unstoppable, you know, and, uh, 
to go back to the horse Luke, you know, in 2006, I, I placed uh, 23 rodeos in a row on that horse. You know, there's a lot of my records, you know, coming down and, and being broke and, and, and they're supposed to be, but I, I'm not sure that one will be, you know, anytime soon that one will disappear to, to get 23 checks in a row against the greatest guys in the world. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's, it's part of the joy for me of, of watching rodeo is watching the great time to vent horses and, uh, and, and he, watching you guys that have had a chance to ride the best in the best, um, is, it's always been a lot of, a, a big part of what I love about this sport and, and, and what attracts me. So when draft day comes around, Cody, have you figured out who your first pick's going to be yet? Yeah. Uh, that, if you get a chance to. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really going to boil down to where you draw up in the six, you know, to get your first pick. You know, it's I've got two or three on my list. You know, I, I could I couldn't tell you out loud. So, but yeah, I've got it. I've got it narrowed down to my first couple. You know, and then you know I, you know, the rough stock end. You've got to you got to go with what's hot and and what they're what they're who's you know the who's getting the marks with them pencils right now. I I really you know I'm really firm believer in that. There's tons of talent there's tons of horses in the timed events but you know the the rough stock side of that deal you're gonna have to be sharp i think yeah i agree uh cody all one of the coaches along with so how many people have asked you this question have you met kid rock <laughs> yeah we, we we all got some personal time with him there at vegas when we we announced all this and we had a good time and and like i said to get everybody reunited and then you know be around you know, the guys we get to be around now and the celebrities and, and all that good stuff. It, it was just a good mix and good to eat. And, you know, he's excited about this as much as we are. So that's what's cool about the whole deal. And then, you know, my theme song being from him, my whole career, yeah, you know, it's, I forgot about it's that. Cool. Yeah. I was hoping, hoping one of the teams was the cowboy, you know, but yeah, we'll work on that with him. Yep, when when Cody Ole used to back in the box at the NFR, I'd forgotten completely about that. Uh, you heard the same thing every night at the National Finals Rodeo, and it was Kid Rock. For sure. Yep. Uh, Cody, I appreciate your time. Good luck. Congratulations on on everything that's happened for you in the last couple of years. I'm glad you got through all of that healthy, and, and uh, have fun with this. It sounds to me like it's just going to be a blast. It is going to be a blast. It's, you know, like getting all, all of us guys involved again is, is, is going to be huge, I think, and, and give back what what we still have in our tank to share with the with the greats of today. Yep. Um, sounds like it's going to be fun. Uh, Kid Rocks, Rock and Roll Rodeo, May 17th. It'll be right there as part of the PBR's World Finals. Cody Gold, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Kid Rocks, Rock and Rodeo, May 17th, Arlington, Texas. That should be an interesting, interesting night. I have this vision of a rodeo and a concert all kind of rolled into one. What do you think? Uh, we will uh, hear more about it as time goes by. They're actually announcing assistant coaches, and I understand that's going to be a pretty impressive list um, sometime during the course of the next few days. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I am Steve Kenyon. We're brought to you by Wrangler. Thank you to Prefert, to the Justin Boot Company, to Resist All, to M2 Ranch Jerky, and to our friends at Unbeatable Feeds. Go to unbeatablefeeds.com. Click on the dealer's link. You can find a dealer near you. Try the forage-only feed. Your livestock, your horses will love it. God bless everybody. We'll do this again next week. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe and like everything we do on the 8 Seconds Media Facebook page. I'm Steve Kenyon. This is the Steve Kenyon Podcast.